the smooth sounds of Neil Young. And for those of you that are under 70 years of age, Neil Young is a uh, prolific songwriter and artist that's been around for decades. A very interesting guy. He's been an activist for years. He's done a lot of good things. Um, Always a little bit tilted to the liberal agenda, but, uh, you know, farm aid, whatever. Uh, He's a good guy, but he is at war. He's at war with Spotify and more, more, more so Joe Rogan. Now, I don't know how many people can say that they haven't seen articles left and right blasting Mr. Joe Rogan, right? Why is that? Does anybody ever stop to think is why is the media all different forms of media, all different actors, all different actresses? Why are there so many people that give a shit about a podcast by Joe Rogan? I'll tell you why I tell you, I, you know, the, the reason is, is because he's not controlled by the media narrative. And I think we can all agree that there is a media ne- narrative, right? Right. Well, let me have a sip of my coffee. So Mr. Joe Rogan is popular. You know, he's, he's not a con- ultra conservative himself. He's a moderate. He's a self-proclaimed moderate, uh, which is interesting because I think most of the country is a moderate. Okay, and, and there's there's this big swath of the country, this these millions of people that are pretty much unrepresented right now uh, by either politicians or by the media. You know, every everything everything these days is extreme. You're either extremely conservative, you're extremely liberal, uh, and those are the only voices that are heard, whether it be on social media, whether it be in the media, wherever it is. Those are, that's the only thing that you hear is extremism except for one small bastion of a place where it's actually somebody looking for the truth without an agenda. And that to me and to many other people, to millions of people is a Joe Rogan podcast. Now, why is he getting slammed so much? Because he doesn't fit the narrative. All right. What, what is the narrative? Well, the government started off in this, you know, it all comes back to COVID. That's, that's the big thing that they have on Joe Rogan right now is the COVID-19 and misinformation. Uh, Neil Young's words, uh, this isn't a quote, but the the spirit of what he's saying is that he doesn't want to have his music on the same platform that supports spreading of misinformation uh, by the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, my question is, when you see all these talking heads, all these celebrities that are chiming on board to um, to call for the uh, cancellation, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cancel Joe Rogan. The problem why they can't cancel Joe Rogan or why they haven't succeeded so far is that Joe Rogan has, he doesn't answer to anybody. I mean, he's on the Spotify network. I'm sure there's something there, uh, but I have a feeling of Spotify really told Joe Rogan what to say, what to do. I'm sure there's some clause in his contract and you just leave and do it all over somewhere else. And guess what? All of his listeners would follow him. He doesn't need the machine to get him where he's at. He's a self-produced podcaster. You know, it's him and a couple other guys sitting in an office doing podcasts and interviewing very interesting people for the most part. Now, I wonder if all these people that are jumping on board claiming misinformation for Joe Rogan, have they actually listened to the show? Have they actually listened to it? Because these doctors that he has on there, they're not some hack. They're not they're not just these fly by night uh, uh, weirdos. These are accredited people that have been published in journals multiple times. I believe one of the doctors he had on there. I had the record for uh, how many t- 
times he had been published in, in medical journals. These are people, these are doctors that are sitting with the CDC and trying to figure out these plans on how to do with COVID-19. Now, what happened early on in this is the government, Joe Biden, uh, our government, the CDC, they decided the best, well, not necessarily the CDC, but Joe Biden, America, our media, they decided the best course of action was to go straight ahead as the vaccine being the silver bullet that would destroy COVID-19 and, you know, would, would, would put everything right. Okay. They put all their eggs in the basket with, with uh, the vaccine and didn't really focus on any type of preventative medicine. And when I'm saying preventative medicine, I'm talking about preventative to the fact that it's something that you do when you test positive with COVID-19, the way that you treat it in home treatment prior to being hospitalized. So Joe Rogan, he's had a lot of doctors on his show that actually have those views of their stuff that you can do before you're on an innovator and before you get the vaccine, um, there's, there's things that you can do to protect yourself and to stop the virus from replicating in your system. One of those being ivermectin, uh, ivermectin, you know, the it, it infamous horse dewormer is actually a virus, uh, replicator. It stops the virus from replicating. Now, early on in this, the government did do a couple tests. They, they took a few thousand people and they tried iver ivermectin on them but it was the wrong scenario. They, what they did was they tested it on people that were already in ICUs that were already hospitalized. And if you're trying to test out a drug that stops the virus from replicating and taking over your body, well, you, you've got to do that with people that aren't in a situation where it's already taken over their whole body. So the government ran a couple short tests. They didn't get the results that they needed and they, they badmouth ivermectin. And they, they, they went back to their philosophy of all their eggs in one basket and were going for the vaccine to be the silver bullet. And the media pretty much silenced anybody that said anything otherwise. Um, so the media looks at any conversation that's talking about preventative maintenance, preventative care, uh, vitamin D, zinc, sunlight, obesity, diet, all these other things that they are a stumbling block or a speed bump to actually getting the vaccine. So it's silenced. So you have all these people jumping on board and just slamming it. And I don't even know if they've really even listened to the show and listened to the evidence and the research that has been done or has come to light on the Joe Rogan experience. Now, the thing about JRE, Joe Rogan, I don't know too many more mainstream locations where you can actually get this information. I mean, I'm sure there's some other out there, you know, uh, these these fringe networks that have their own TV channel that's on channel 257 on your cable box. Uh, there's some of them, but I guess Joe Rogan, the JRE show is in the most mainstream uh, public viewing space for these kinds of thoughts and ideas and research. And the thing about Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan show is I don't believe it's really coming from a place where Joe Rogan has a, an agenda. It's not that he's ultra conservative and there's a right wing agenda that he's trying to get across or that he's extremely liberal and there's a liberal agenda he's trying to get across. Joe Rogan comes from a place where he is actually looking to find the truth, to find the the, the best uh, way to handle the COVID for himself, for others. And, you know, he's not a doctor. He says he's not a doctor and all that. But 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 the question is, the bigger philosophical question is, why do so many people want to see Joe Rogan shut down? Why do they care? Because it is a mass media empire that Joe Rogan has built that a lot of people listen to. And it's one of the last places that hasn't been shut down where some truth can come out. It's not control. It's all about control.
Joe Rogan Experience, the JRE podcast, it's not controlled. The narrative isn't controlled. It's free thinking. It's out there. And that bugs a lot of people. It bugs a lot of people. I mean, control is what has been turning this country, this whole country down the shitter. You know what I mean? That, an example of that is, um, you know, there's a lot of ultra conservatives that sit around and say, hey, this is what's wrong with America. These people on the school boards, uh, they have a control agenda. These people here in our in our Congress, they have a control agenda. And everywhere you go, it's control, control, control. And it starts stripping away our American freedoms. Well, why is that? Well, or what's changed? And I think a lot of conservatives are, are people that are more moderate, that are not wackadoodle, that are more mainstream, that still believe in personal freedoms. They just, they care, but what are they doing about it? See, it takes a certain kind of person that wants to go down to their child's school and sign up for the, whatever, the school board, you know, run to get elected for the school board. And usually, I'm not saying always, but I think it has a tendency that the personality of the type of people that go for these political positions across the board are people that are actually seeking some type of of control over others. And the conservative mindset or the libertarian mindset as a whole is not interested in that. They're not interested in controlling other people. So by default, they do not run for these political positions and they do not go after these things. And so who does? People that want control. Maybe not 100% of the time. This is, this is, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good generalization though of the type of person that runs for these political offices. So it starts from the ground up and you have all these positions that are filled by people that don't mind controlling other people and implementations of new laws, new standards, new regulations, new mandates, new this, new that. They just keep piling and piling and piling, piling up as, you know, our freedoms as Americans just keep getting whittled and whittled and whittled away. It's just the way that it works. It's the way society works. The conservative mindset is not one to go out there and run for political offices. The libertarian mindset is not one to be involved in government uh, to be in these political places to stop things. And, and like I said, I believe the country is way more moderate, may, way more middle of the road than the two sides that we see portrayed in the media. And uh, But the only way that's going to change is if free thinkers, if conservatives, if libertarians, or people that are moderate, or people that just do not want their freedoms impeded upon they actually get off their ass to do something. Now, I'm being totally hypocritical about that. I mean, I'm not running for office anytime soon. I have no plans to run for uh, office in any capacity, nor do I have any uh, want or desire to do that. And I think my mindset is the same mindset of a lot of others, and that is part of the problem. So what are we going to do about it? Well, other than observing that it's going on, we're probably not going to do a damn thing about it. You know, we've got this situation in L.A. right now. In L.A., they, on average, since December, they have 90 train cars broken into daily. Daily. 90. That's a lot of train cars, right? That's the average since December. And, you know, it's funny. On my Instagram story, I posted a picture of this train yard that was totally demolished. You know, there was just trash everywhere. And it was all the cardboard boxes from these train cars that had been broken into 
and just thrown everywhere. I mean, it looked like a third world country. In fact, I don't think I've seen train tracks in a third world country that looked this bad. And, you know, one of my uh, leftist, bless her soul, friends said, well, you know, we that's been cleaned up. Okay, yeah, so they cleaned up some of the cardboard, but that doesn't change the fact that there's 90 rail cars getting broken into on average daily in Los Angeles County. We have a problem there. You know, and the regulators, the regulators that don't like to regulate, you know, the same people that created the anything less than $1,000 or $900 shoplifting is a misdemeanor. Well, breaking into a train is now a misdemeanor. Um, you know, stealing a car is a misdemeanor. All these things, if there is no punishment, guess what? Criminals are going to, they're going to go wild. So there, there has to be a middle of the road. There has to be some type of voice of reason. And, 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 you know, policies that are implemented to prevent this kind of stuff. But guess what? If everybody running for office is a flaming liberal that wants to control others and controlling others does sometimes come in the fact that, you know, uh, making uh, rail car robberies a misdemeanor, that is controlling the situation. It's not smart, but it's what people are doing. So what do we do? What do we do? You know, do we ban Joe Rogan? Do we ban the other areas of free thought? Do we just not have this conversation? Do we just mind ourselves? Do we not get involved in politics? I don't know. Is it too far gone? Is it not too far gone? I don't know. It's a shit show, that's for sure. But Neil Young, Mr. Crazy Horse, Mr. Neil Young. Neil Young, by the way, he had one of the best live performances I've ever seen. Way back in the day, I think it was in the 90s, he had Pearl Jam uh, backing him up as his band. And he's saying, keep on rocking in the free world. And he just ripped it up. I mean, it was so intense. If you can find that on YouTube, it's a great, great live performance with Pearl Jam as this band and Neil Young uh, performing, keep on rocking in the free world. But, you know, is uh, Neil Young going to get other artists to follow suit? Is, is Justin Bieber going to get on board to, uh, you know, remove his catalog from Spotify if they keep Joe Rogan? I don't know. I don't think Spotify is going to do uh, uh, anything about it. I, I I would like to believe that uh, Spotify is making a hell of a lot more money off of Joe Rogan's podcast uh, than they are Neil Young's uh, catalog of music. But it is what it is. Anyways, it's just a quick minute on the news with Jake, Radio Underland. Uh, maybe get back in the groove of this. Maybe we're going to start doing this again. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later.